Hi folks, I'm Bob Main. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. A practical show done by a practical guy, and that is me. This is episode number 546. I got a great topic and some good announcements coming up for you. Just a quick reminder, this show is sponsored by Concealment Solutions Holsters. And I got a new sponsor to talk about as well. Let's talk about Concealment Solutions Holsters for a minute. They are makers of fantastic holsters. I especially like their outside the waistband and their hybrid holsters. And their OWB outside the waistband all Kydex holsters like the Cobra are regular use holsters for me. Uh, just about every time I am carrying uh, that's what I'm using. Concealmentsolutions.com. Check them out. Concealmentsolutions.com. And you get a 10% discount by just using Handgun World at checkout as your discount code. Handgun World as your discount code at checkout. 10% off Concealmentsolutions.com. So this week I'm going to talk about the uh, trigger reach or length of pull of a handgun very important very important that your handgun well even if it's a long gun shotgun rifle the length of pull that's one reason why ar-15s are so popular because they're so easily adjustable just by uh, adjusting the stock and you can create whatever length uh, of rifle you pretty much want and i'm talking about not a barrel length i'm talking about adjusting it to fit you handguns now are pretty much the same with back strap changes you know grip modules things like that however there are some guns that are a little easier to shoot than others because they have a better uh, length of pull they have a better trigger reach and so that's what i intend to talk about my smith and wesson m p for example my M&P 2.0. That's one thing I like about the M&P series of guns is they have a short trigger reach. For people with smaller hands and shorter fingers, it's a short trigger reach compared to like a SIG double action, single action, or a Glock. You know, they got a short trigger reach. So it's easier to fit other people's hands that, that maybe can't fit on a double action, single action gun or on a Glock. Now, with DASA guns, you can get different types of triggers that shorten the trigger reach but it's very important it's it's a very important factor in determining if a gun fits your hand and therefore it's going to help you shoot a little bit better and also where the trigger breaks in other words uh, is it forward set does it break you know f f more forward than when it breaks than other pistols that break towards the rear. I actually happen to like my M&P uh, because I like the way that the trigger breaks. It breaks way towards the rear of the trigger guard, and I actually like that because even though I have fairly medium to large hands and relatively long fingers, I find that when the trigger breaks towards the rear of the trigger guard, like an M&P, there's a couple things that I like about that. Number one, it gives me a little bit more leverage. And I can control the trigger pull better. Number two, there's a lot less over-travel. I would rather have more 
pre-travel. So a couple of things I want to talk about in this show. Trigger reach, pre-travel, and over-travel uh, after you uh, press the trigger. Of course, this all depends on a nice, smooth trigger press that's controlled and you train for it. Let me mention also a really cool announcement for my show. And I'm very excited about this. I'm extremely excited about what I'm about to share with you right now. I have a new sponsor, Spencer Keepers of Keepers Concealment. Now, now Spencer does quite a few things at Keepers Concealment. As you know, he's one of the best authorities on appendix inside the waistband holsters. And there's my relationship with Concealment Solutions holsters is is not going going away but i feel that that concealment solution specializes very well in outside the waistband and inside the waistband hybrid holsters spencer keepers at keepers concealment does of probably the best job i've ever seen in the in the 16 years that i've been doing this of designing holsters for appendix carry and also teaching classes i've taken two classes from Spencer. I've taken one, which was a, an appendix carry shooting class at the Rangemaster Tactical Conference. And then the following year, I took his uh, lecture on appendix carry at the Rangemaster Tactical Conference. So I've seen firsthand how good he is. He's a fantastic shooter. His holsters for appendix carry, I think, are second to none. And again, I only bring sponsors on that have products that I actually use or classes that I've actually taken. And Keeper's Concealment is one of those. As you know, they also are an affiliate for CCW Safe, which I'm very impressed with the CCW Safe Conceal Carry Plan. One of the things I, I like is they've got two different plans, permit plans and non-permit plans, meaning if you do have your concealed carry permit or maybe you're in a constitutional state, constitutional carry state, and they got a, a, a constitutional carry plan, a home defense plan, uh, several levers, uh, levels of their permit plans and things like that. And I was really impressed as I'm doing some searching on their website at CCW Safe. It's ccwsafe.com. Go to Spencer Keepers. Go to Keepers Concealment first and check out the link that they've got there for their affiliate link. The experience of the staff at CCW Safe is impressive. Just go to the website and check it out. It's too long for me to talk about, but their staff is impressive and excellent credentials. If you carry a gun, I think you need to have a concealed carry legal protection program. It's not an insurance program. It's a legal protection program. As you know, I've been a big fan. I have had uh, legal protection through a couple of other different organizations in the past. Uh, I like a lot what I see at CCW Safe. So I'm going to post a link, a direct link to the Keepers Concealment CCW Safe page. Uh, if you're interested, click that link. You can find it in the show notes. And I'm going to post it in every episode going forward. So again, the new sponsor, Keepers Concealment, CCW Safe, and all the great classes that Spencer Keepers does there. 
check them out as soon as you possibly can. So the length of pull or the trigger reach on your handgun. The way, you're, the, way the handgun fits you makes a big difference in how well you can shoot it. And I want to talk about the difference between fit and feel. Because some handguns feel good, but they don't fit you well. I'm going to give you an example, and I'm not picking on guns. I'm not, you know, I'm not um, trying to say that some guns are bad. I'm just saying there are different challenges. Double action, single action guns, as they are out of the box in factory configuration, are tough for me. Like SIGs. SIGs double action, single action guns. Beretta's double action, single action guns. CZ single action, uh, single action, double action guns. The trigger is set too far forward, and it's hard for me to reach those triggers. Glocks are even a little difficult, believe it or not. They're not as difficult as double action, single action guns, but they're 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 more of a challenge for me to reach that trigger. And some people I've seen they actually have to reposition their hand with a Glock or with a double action, single action gun to reach the trigger. I don't think that's good. I don't think that's good at all. I think that you probably should find a different gun that fits your hand a little bit better. That's one of the reasons I'm a huge proponent of the M&P series guns and many out there that have a, an easier to reach trigger. Now, pistols today, polymer pistols today, almost all of them have different size grip modules, different size back straps. And I actually kind of like pistols with back straps, not with grip module changes. And what I mean by that is like for example, the new Glocks, the new M&Ps, etc. All I got to do is just take off the back strap, the back of the grip and put on another one. Uh, M&Ps come with four back straps. So between those four, anybody can make this pistol fit their hand. And it's really simple to do that. I like the grip module concept of SIG guns, for example, but you got to do more work to change out the grip module on a SIG. And if you're not real technically inclined, it might be a little bit of a challenge for you. So I would say adjust the grip modules so that your hand can fit closer to the trigger, but also find a gun where the trigger is not difficult to reach. And when you shoot it, and the best thing to do is to go shoot these guns a lot of people we have a lot of new gun owners out there and a lot of people when they select a handgun they select it based on feel oh that feels good in my hand that feels great go shoot it for a while can you reach the trigger can you manipulate all the controls on the handgun without having to readjust your grip that's very important it may feel good, but you might not be able to reach the trigger. You might not be able to manipulate the controls like the slide release and the mag release. Any decockers that might be on the gun if you have a, a gun with a decocker on it. All important stuff to consider. I find that although I'm used to shooting Glocks for years and years and years, I can shoot M&Ps a little better. And it's primarily because I can make the gun fit my hand exactly and the trigger reach is shorter I can get more leverage it's all about leverage on the trigger I can 
for me, now this is just for me, I'm not saying this is going to apply to everybody, but it's what I found over the 16 years that I've been shooting and competing and training and teaching other people. A smooth trigger press, a smooth trigger press, which is key to accuracy, is easier with a trigger that you can reach properly with your fingers you get more leverage if you're struggling to reach the trigger and if your fingers too short or the trigger is too far away from the grip for example it's much more difficult to keep that trigger smooth that's why people like 1911s 1911s have such short and and they're adjustable too uh, trigger reach it's easy to reach that nice single action plus it breaks nicely and it breaks towards the rear of the trigger guard but mostly the take up the take up is also one thing that I like to pay attention to I happen to like the long take up of an M&P trigger I like the long take up because there's not much over travel I don't know if you heard that trigger press, but there's not much over travel. When I press the trigger, and when that breaks, when it fires the round, my finger is almost at the back of the trigger guard because the trigger is almost at the back of the trigger guard. And and I just I happen to like that. Uh, one time I put a forward set apex trigger, a forward set sear. I didn't care for it too much. I didn't like the the trigger reach. Now, there's some other trigger designs that are good that I want to point out. Uh, the new SIG guns, the small SIG guns that I talked about last week. Last week you heard me review my SIG P365XL. I like flat triggers as well. I like flat face triggers and I like a short trigger reach. When I teach classes, I see people that can use these guns easier. Speaking of classes, I'm going to Utah. June 12th, I'll be teaching a one-day class, Beyond Concealed Carry one-day class. I'll be the instructor, Jason Christensen at Concealment Solutions, my other sponsor. He's going to be the host of the class. You can find information on his website. You can find it on my website for the class June 12th. You don't have to be an experienced shooter, even if you're relatively new. Come take my one-day class. I will, I'll get you up to speed. So, don't worry, new shooters, experienced shooters. You're going to get a lot out of this class because I know how to get people up to speed quickly, and there's going to be some drills and techniques that you're going to learn even if you're an experienced shooter. Couples, if you're a couple and uh, you both carry, you're both interested in carrying, come to the class. One-day class, June 12th. Check it out over at handgunworld.com. And I'm going to be in Spanish Fork, Utah, which is about 45 minutes south of Salt Lake City. So I see people in my classes that come and it just seems like the guns that have flat triggers and the trigger reach being easy to get their hand their finger on it, they do well with those guns versus sometimes they come with something that just doesn't fit their hand. And again, guns have felt good to me. I, 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 there's a lot of handguns that feel good. In fact, most of today's handguns feel good. I'm talking about semi-autos. Even revolvers, they feel good to me. Now, a lot of revolvers, when I put them in my hand, the trigger reach is it's long. 
and the triggers are very hard to do, to manipulate versus some of the good semi-auto polymer nine millimeters these days. Revolver triggers just don't agree with me too much. Uh, neither do double action, single action triggers. Although there are people who can shoot those well. Spencer Keepers is a great example. Um, Spencer's a huge Beretta fan, and he can shoot like a house on fire with a double action, single action. And if you take one of his classes that you can find on his website at keepersconcealment.com, you will learn how to shoot guns like that, double action, single action, and how to draw f efficiently from appendix carry. But I've just seen people, when, when, when I've had them in my class, with the flat face triggers that are easy to reach, they just do better than people that have guns that just don't fit them, and the trigger reach is too long. Now, since I'm on this subject of guns fitting your hand, you also want to select a handgun that where you can reach the controls easily, where you can reach the slide release, where you can reach the mag release, you can reach the decocker easily. If you have a, a difficult time reaching those, that's not the gun for you. You should not have to change your hand position. Once you get the proper firing grip on that handgun, you should not have to shift your hand at all to press the mag release or to press the slide release. So if you do have to shift your hand, I would suggest getting a different slide release, getting a different mag release, and make it fit your hand. That's one of the great things about the modern day handguns. Here we are in 2021, and by the way, this, is, this show is being released on April 11th, 2021. Here we are, and we can get handguns that we can pretty much customize out of the box. Handgun manufacturers ship items in the box, uh, the same box your handgun comes in, so you can customize it. Be sure you can reach those. Also, pay attention to the grip and pay attention to the grip tang area where the web of your hand comes close to the side on the back of the grip. I call it the tang. Other people have different names for it. But you know me. I happen to like pistols that have a lower bore axis. Uh, there are some people that argue with me and say that that doesn't make any difference. It has for me. It's made a huge difference for me. I also find guns that have a lower bore axis, and for some of you who don't know what that means, that means that the slide and the barrel is as close to the same level as my hand as possible. Glocks are known for their very low bore axis. So most people shoot those guns better. M&Ps are also known for a very low bore axis. I find that people can fit their hands on those guns a little bit better. I don't know what it is, but guns that sit tall, like a SIG, like some of the CZs out there, although there's some CZs that sit nice and low, I like those, and then there's some that don't. Some of the old uh, older Ruger pistols sat real tall. The Berettas sit real tall. Now, I'm talking about handguns without making any modifications to them, without spending hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars of modifications, because some people just don't do that. 
In fact, I would say most handgun owners don't modify their handgun much at all. They may change the sights, and that's about all they do. So I'm a big fan of recommending handguns that you don't have to do anything to. That's one reason why I like the new SIG series guns, the P365s, the P365XLs. That's why I like the Smith & Wesson Shield pistols, the, the new Shield Plus, and even the standard Shields. They, they fit just about anybody's hand. Now, for some people, they're a little bit too small. I get that. And actually, my P365 is a little too small. Now, you run into problems when the gun is too small as well. You run into problems because it's difficult to get your hands to, to actually grip the pistol. Because, you know, like for me, if the pistol's too small for me, uh, with my left hand, I'm a right-handed shooter. With my left hand, all I'm gripping is my right hand. I'm hardly ever gripping the pistol. It's hard for me to get my left hand actually on the pistol. My left hand is gripping my right hand. Um, and so I, I'm a huge proponent of not going too small, but but make sure that that the gun fits you properly and that you can reach everything. So I find that the guns with the lower bore axis seem to be a little bit easier for some people to handle. What do you think? What are your thoughts on this? I'd like to get some feedback from you. I get a lot of emails. I, I get voicemails sometimes. Uh, you can voicemail me 210-646-1727. 210-646-1727. You can email me handgunworld at gmail.com. And uh, give me some feedback. But pay attention to the grip and pay attention to the tang area. How low does that pistol sit in your hand how deep does your hand go into the gun on an M&P it goes deeper into the gun than it does for me on a Glock when I grip it so that's that's one thing I find I can control the gun a little bit better although the new Glock Gen 5s I I can control better than the older Glocks now I have a Gen 3 uh, Glock 34 and I have a Gen 3 Glock 19 and my 19, I've had to modify. I, I basically turned my 19 into a Gen 5 by making modifications. Uh, the Gen 3 Glock 34, I haven't made a whole lot of modifications to as of yet, but I will. I just, I find that I can control a gun better when my hand, when there's more of the back part of the slide over my hand. Uh, I find that I can control it. A little bit better and with an M&P my hand seems to go a little bit deeper into the handgun than with a Glock um, and that's one uh, by the way the new SIG pistols that I have the 365 series that that's really great my hand goes a little deeper into that that grip uh, some of the CZ pistols I really like because my hand goes deep in there and there's a lot of the slide over the web of my hand and I seem to be able to control those guns now a lot of this is personal preference so if you don't agree with some of this stuff let me know or if you do let me know as well I'm an open-minded guy folks I've, I'm I'm very much open-minded and I'm very much open to new ideas and new information so email me handgunworld at gmail.com or call 210-646-1727 catch me on Facebook Handgun World Podcast, Handgun World on Twitter. I'm Handgun World on MeWe and Handgun World everywhere, even on Parlor 
and all those uh, social media sites. So I'd like to hear about what you have to say on this subject. And most of the time, I either talk about your email or I play your voicemail on this show. One more thing I want to say about trigger reach or handgun fit. The, the real thin guns are great to carry, but they're a lot more difficult for most people to shoot. Now, there are some guns out there really easy to shoot. The Smith & Wesson M&P EZ series, EZ 9mm, EZ 380s. They're easy to shoot. Glock 42s are really easy to shoot. And some of them are really not so easy to shoot. And the problem is, it's difficult for most people with their shooting hand with a real thin gun. They don't realize it is at first. People like the real thin guns because they're easy to conceal. And I get that. They're easy to conceal. They're lighter, easier to carry. I carry the single, the, the small, slim, single-stack 9mm, sometimes single-stack 380 guns. I, I do that when I need to really conceal. But they're dip, more difficult to shoot because they're, they're so thin you can't get as much, as your, as much of your, your support hand on the grip. And, and it just seems to, the, the pistol seems to shift left and right a lot more. If you have, part of shooting accurately is you got to have a good, solid, controlling grip on the pistol. And it's kind of reverse thinking. Some people think, oh, well, I sh that nice little tiny gun, I should be able to shoot that thing better because it's so small and it fits in my hand so nicely. But the reality is sometimes is it's too small and it doesn't have enough surface area for you to properly control the gun when you're shooting it. So that's all I wanted to say about that. Just some things to think about because... Lately, I've been talking to people and I've been watching people get new guns and we have a lot of new gun owners, a lot of new gun owners. I think it's been like 12 million background checks since the first of the year for gun purchases, something like that. I don't know if that figure is exactly correct, but that's a lot of background checks. Of course, here in the great state of Texas where I live, uh, we don't have to, once you have a, a license to carry, you don't ever have to go through a background check again to buy a handgun. I love that. I like states where, where that's possible. If you have a concealed carry license, license to carry, whatever it's called in your state, they don't background check you in, in many states to buy a gun. So it's, it's an easy process. And boy, I tell you what, a lot of the anti-gun politicians probably don't like me to say that. But you know what? When you get a license to carry, that's a much more extensive background check than, than any instant background check that you're going to go through at a gun store. So, come on. How much background checking do you think people need? All the background checking that they go through to get a license to carry, I know because for five years I taught the Texas License to Carry course. And I know what people had to go through and what I had to go through to get background checked. That's enough. That's enough. You know, they're probably uh, a, a good person. They're probably not going to be doing anything malicious with that handgun if they can pass the license to carry background checks. So it should be that way. Pressure your state legislature, legislators to make it that way. If you got a concealed carry license in your state, you should not have to get a background check done when you purchase a firearm. 
So that's what I like about Texas. But anyway, we've had a... So in that 12 million figure, that 12 million background check figure, that does not include the license to carry holders in Texas that have purchased guns recently that that don't need to get a background check done at the gun store. But I think it's a good thing that we have that many new gun owners. So if you are one of those new gunners, you're listening. Get to a training class soon. Learn how to use that gun come to mine if you're within a reasonable distance of southern utah come to the one in june 12th if if you want me to teach a class in your area i'm perfectly willing if if there's enough people that are interested i'll i'll travel usually i like to do one day classes to get started if you want to host one of those classes have me come out there uh let me know and, uh, and I'll get out there and teach. Send me an email, handgunworld at gmail.com, handgunworld at gmail.com. Tell me you're interested. We'll converse back and forth and see what we can figure out. Uh, private classes, I'll do those too. Just let me know on that. So that's about it, folks. A short show this week on trigger reach and handgun fit i just want to share some of my thoughts and ideas with you about that and like to see what your experiences and your feedback would be how's that working for you how how is your gun working in terms of fitting your hand in terms of the trigger reach in terms of being able to reach the controls properly that is so important it's so overlooked so please don't overlook that and by the way As I'm signing off, I want to let you know the introductory music and the conclusion music is all by Ozark Revival, Aaron Lane Music, and I'll put a link in the show notes. He's got a lot of good songs. If you want to uh, look those up, go to OzarkRevival.com or just Google, Google search Aaron Lane Music, and I very much appreciate him allowing me to use the music that He's talking about you ain't getting my guns, folks. And we we got to stand tall. We got to stand firm. We have to make sure that we are fighting and fighting hard. Our Second Amendment rights are precious. All of our rights are precious. And I, and I disagree with the President of the United States. Uh, constitutional amendments, they are absolute. They are absolute. Otherwise, you know, come on. Why do we even have a constitutional amendment? If it's not absolute. And I'll just sign off with this. If President Biden thinks that constitutional amendments are not absolute, then I guess maybe the 16th Amendment is not absolute either, right? About income taxes and, and having to pay taxes. If that's not absolute, then then why do I absolutely have to pay taxes? Think about it. What he's trying to get away with is trying to make us believe that the Second Amendment is not absolute right to keep and bear arms. And it is. He is wrong that the Second Amendment is an absolute right of the people and the citizens of the United States to keep and bear arms. That's why it says that. That's why it's written that way. And that was the original intent of the people who founded this country, wrote the Constitution, and ratified the Second Amendment. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I'm Bob Main. You've just listened to another episode of the Handgun World podcast. Remember, evil does not exist in the holster. It exists in the hearts of men and women. Shoot straight. Shoot safe. Read your Bible every day. And I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.